Welcome to the Living Godcast. Our prayer is that this message speaks to you, impacts you, and inspires you. Please enjoy today's message, and we invite you to contact us if you need prayer, appreciate this word, or would like more information on Church of the Living God. Be blessed today. Father, we ask you to bless this word today again, as you did when it was penned by those that wrote it. God, for your glory and the good of your people, I ask you to do it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, last week we talked about that there was joy in your temptations. Remember that one? It says, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. So when you're tempted with something, go, whoa, yeah. I just can't imagine doing that, but <clears throat> that's what it says. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Uh, you know, Friday night I went, was able to go up to uh, Debbie Kinder's father's viewing, which is in Elkhorn City. Anybody know where Elkhorn City is? Well, it's past Pikeville, huh, shorts. <laughs> it's past Pikeville. And so uh, it took me a little while to get up there and stuff. But uh, it, it, was, it, was, it was an honor to do that. But uh, there was times on the way that my patients were being tried. And you know what? It even started before I got out of Winchester, but I'm just saying. But uh, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. We also said that there was joy in waste places. In waste places. In the waste places of your life. And, and the word waste places there means decay, destroyed, or drought. Even in your destruction. Even in your drought. Even when things, things are decayed and slowly ebbing away, that God can bring joy in that because he will make her wilderness like Eden and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Amen. <clears throat> There's joy when people hate you, reproach you, and speak evil of you. You hear somebody saying, calling you by name? Woo, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I just can't imagine doing that. But the Bible says, blessed are ye when men hate you. They'll separate you from their company, reproach you. Verse 23 says, rejoice in that day and leap for joy. Can you imagine if someone started cussing you out and you started going, woo, woo, <laughs> what that would do to them? I think I'd probably do that just in spite. I'm sorry, that's the wrong attitude to have, but rejoice when people hate you and like sister hall said this morning about tommy schooler and and bill claypool what they've seen already there is joy in not seeing yet believing see their faith journey has ended it's turned into reality and we're on our way and though we don't see it we still believe i have no doubt that those two men of god are in his presence right now i have no doubt that there is a god in heaven that answers prayer how do you know that how many times has he answered prayer for anybody in the house? Amen. There is joy in not seeing yet believing. There is joy in the house of God and at the altar. Anytime we come in here and his presence begins to fill this place, there is joy. Psalm 43, 4 says, Then will I go into the altar of God, unto God my exceeding joy. There is joy in his presence because thou wilt shew me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. And now today, I want to tell you about that there is joy found in keeping his commandments, found in, keep in, in his love. See, if we keep his commandments, see, if we do it by the book, we'll get it right. That's the reason they have owner's manuals for lawnmowers and air fryers and all these sorts of things, for things because it tells us how to do it. There is joy in keeping his commandments. John 15, 9, 10, and 11 says, As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. 
continue ye in my love, which tells me that I don't have to continue in his love. Okay, for those people that think you can't backslide, you know. Verse 10 says, if you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Verse 11, these things I have spoken unto you, watch this, that my joy might remain in you. Do you have the joy of Jesus today? I hope so. And that your joy might be full. So you put his joy and your joy, your joy will be full. I'm talking about there's joy in the journey, but where? There is joy in keeping his commandments found in his love. There is joy in trusting God. Do you trust him today? <clears throat> I tell people all the time, I say, there's absolutely nothing wrong with questioning God. God, why is this happening? Why did this happen? Father, why? As long as you trust him. And that's where a lot of people stop. They just continually ask the questions without trusting him. And I don't know about you, but whatever the question I have, whatever doubt I have, whatever temptation I have, I trust him to take care of it as I ask him to do that. The question is, do you trust him today? There is joy in trusting God. Psalm 511, but let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. And this is, Lord, help me to do this with the right attitude. Lord, this is for all those people that think you ought to be silent all the time in church. Let them ever shout for joy. You know, with all respect, and I know, you know, I know there's churches that don't have music, and that's up to them. I mean, yeah, instruments. They have music or singing, but they don't have in instruments. And that's up to them. But these people that say, well, let's just do this in silent prayer. How can prayer be silent at all? I mean, if you're praying, you're talking. Because if you're thinking, you're not talking. Okay? You can re have you ever rebuked the devil in your mind and he didn't go away? The reason being is because he don't know that you're rebuking him because he can't read your mind. I'm talking about that there is joy in trusting God. But let all those that put their trust in thee, let them shout for joy. Because thou defendest them, let them also know that thy love, that love thy name, be joyful in thee. Because thou defendest them, because thou coverest them, because thou protectest them. So we can even have joy in trusting God, even when we don't understand what in the world is going on. We can have joy in trusting Him. Amen. There is joy in rejoicing and shouting in the Lord. Ain't nobody likes to shout more than I do. But the question is, how are you walking when you stop shouting? How's your walk? Are you walking right? Are you talking right? Are you acting right? You know? Psalm 32, 11 says, be glad in the Lord. Are you glad in the Lord today? A lot of times when preachers say that, a lot of times couples will come in, they will have had the biggest fight of the day. Before they got to church. But be glad in the Lord. How you doing? Oh, I'm fine. Liar. I mean, you know. But the Bible says to be glad in the Lord and rejoice. Be glad in the rejoice. Uh, be glad in the Lord and rejoice, ye righteous, and uh, say it with me, shout for joy. Now I know people don't have to be like me. I got a big mouth. I know that. That's okay. There are times I'm loud. There's times I'm quiet. There's times that people live their life more quiet than I do, and that's okay. 
But I tell the congregation a lot of times that this is the quietest world we will live in. Because no doubt, well, the Bible says that there is rejoicing in heaven when one comes to Jesus. And I'm pretty sure that when heaven rejoices, they're not going, well, praise the Lord, Mike Smith got saved and gave his life to Jesus. I'm pretty sure that's not the way it's going. Because if there's angels constantly going around the throne, holy, 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 how many, how many more people are, and people and angels are spinning around rejoicing in the Lord, right? But I go to heaven, there's going to be shouting and rejoicing forevermore. If I die and go to hell, there'll be constantly weeping and gnashing of teeth, the Bible says. And agony and hurt both emotional and physical. And when you're hurt in the physical, I don't know about, well, you know, most of us men just groan. Don't we? Don't, is that right, ladies? Mm-hmm. You're Debbie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Debbie. I appreciate that. But this is the quietest world we'll live in. And I don't know about you, but there's just sometimes when the presence of God comes into place, it humbles you down to your knees. And you're just prostrate almost before him and then there's other times that the Holy Ghost sweeps into this place and you want to shout and rejoice and dance and all those things and there's nothing wrong with that because there is joy in shouting and rejoicing in the Lord verse 11 says be glad in the Lord and rejoice ye righteous make sure you're righteous make sure you know what you're shouting about this has been <clears throat> I don't know it, Caleb was probably when what year did we go to Mexico? Do we remember the first time? Back, it's probably had to been 20 years ago because Caleb's, 20, Caleb's 27. And we were in the tent, and, and, and our worship team was up uh, leading worship, and everybody was shouting, and, 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 and Jake or Caleb was going, Yeah, yeah, doing this, doing this. So I stopped him for a minute, and I said, And I want to make sure what he was doing. I said, What are you doing? He said, I'm shouting, silly or whatever it was he put, he, he wanted me to know that he was rejoicing in the Lord. And I said, okay, fine. I just want to make sure what he was doing, right? Because we, as, as long as we teach them from the beginning the right way, now, I didn't teach him how to shout. You know, we, we joke around about it, sure, but he did it on, he was doing it on his own, and he was rejoicing on his own. I'm talking about that there is joy in this journey, and there's joy in rejoicing and shouting. That rest of that verse, shout for joy, ye that are upright in heart. Psalm 35, verse 27, let them shout for joy and be glad. There it is again, be glad. There's got to be something between joy and gladness because they come together. That favor my righteous cause, yet let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, watch this, who hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Anybody a servant of God today? Anybody else? Okay, so if you're a servant of God, the Lord delights in your prosperity. Poverty is of the devil. Amen. It is. Poverty is of the enemy. Because the Bible talks about not lacking anything. Now, you know this name it and claim it and blab it and grab it. You know, I, let, let, let them do it if that's what they want to do, you know. But I, I believe that the Bible tells me that I need to pay my tithe and give my offerings, and then the Lord will open financial avenues. Okay, uh, I'm just waiting for that big one avenue to open up to where I can be able to bless people. You know, I tell people, you know, I, I want to be able to write a, write a check and pay for somebody a car. That's what I want to do. 
Not to be seen. I don't, I don't want people to see me. I just want to be able to bless people, you know. I got up, it's been several weeks ago, I, uh, you know, they had the two lines at McDonald's. And I know the other guy had ordered first, and I, I was going to let him go anyway because he had ordered first, so he went on. And then I got up, and I ordered, uh, I think I ordered a pop and something else, and it was $2.12, you know. Well, I, and I, he paid for mine. I thought, man, I wish I'd got the big breakfast with hotcakes. But anyway, uh, but he paid, he paid for mine. And I think he did it just because I let him go, but he was going anyway. And you know what? That's a little thing. I mean, I had the money, and it was cool, but that's a blessing of the Lord, you know? So it is God's will for us to prosper. Now, if you put that before your relationship with the Lord, that's when it gets wrong. You know, if you buy the 75-inch screen TV, I thought to myself last night, I was switching back and forth between Georgia and Alabama and the baseball game. And I thought about calling my wife saying, I need, an, I need another screen. I really did. I didn't, but I thought about it. But the problem comes in is if that second screen or that bigger screen TV takes the place of me paying my tithe. See, we've got to get it right. We've got to get it right. And God's laid out the plan for everything in our lives. You know, if you want to marry a righteous person, look for a righteous person. Oh, well, they'll get saved. Duh. You know, I, I, there's sometimes, you know, I, I get the privilege of, of, of counseling premarital couples, you know. They'll say, they'll, they'll ask pastor to do the wedding, and that's fine. I don't, that's, and they'll say, do you do counseling? They say, Mike Smith does that. He just, you know, it's Mike Smith does that. And that's fine. But you tell them, okay, here's what you need to do. You know, start off right early. Save you some money. I thought I'd get one amen off that. Okay, pay your tithe. Save your money. Pay your bills on time. Pay your bills on time. Because what young people don't realize now is if you don't pay your bills on time now, when you go to buy the bigger house later, your credit score is going to be good, bad, or in between. That's not our fault. That's nobody's fault. But that's just the way it is. And, and you, you give them all these steps to do. And you look at them, Richard, in the eye, and you say, now, do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yes, we do, Pastor. Yes, we do. We, thank you so much. We appreciate that. They go out. Next thing you know, they bought the biggest car or whatever it is. They just didn't listen to a word you said. And that's one of the most frustrating things about a pastor is when you give advice and you give counsel that they've asked for, you give it to them, they walk out the door, and they do just the opposite. It makes absolutely no sense to me. But you know what? They're still joining the journey because I know that the advice I've given them is righteous advice, right? Because there is joy in him prospering you as his servant. Amen. Verse Psalm 132, verse 9 says, Let thy priest be clothed with righteousness. Now, that's, in case you don't know what that is, that's the pastors. We are to be clothed with righteousness. We are to be covered with righteousness. But watch the rest of that verse. And let thy saints shout for joy. Now, why are you shouting for joy? Because the, the pastors and the priests are clothed with righteousness. You don't want somebody in your pulpit that's shouting one day and sinning on Monday. Amen. That's the truth. Psalm 132, verse 13 through 16, and, and I'm not done, but I'll end with this. For the Lord hath chosen Zion. He hath desired it for his habitation. This is my rest forever. Here will I dwell, for I have desired it. I will abundantly bless her provision. I will satisfy her poor with bread. I will also clothe her pre priest. There it is again. 
with righteousness. I'm, I'm sorry, I will also, also close her priest with salvation. And her saints shall shout aloud for joy. There is joy in this journey. There is joy in rejoicing and shouting in the Lord. There is joy in his provision. There is joy in trusting him. There is joy in keeping his commandments. There is joy in the Lord. Stand with me, would you please? Thank you for listening today to the Living Godcast. We trust and pray that you are blessed by today's word. If you would like to contact us for prayer or for more information about Church of the Living God, please visit our Facebook page at WinCityCOLG or give us a call at 859-745-1865.